don't know if I'm in the mood to talk about this or not, but a former MSNBC host blasting MSNBC. Now, she got fired from MSNBC, so she could have a axe to grind against her former employer. But she's saying MSNBC, Rachel Maddow in particular, built this up to be such a big deal. They did more harm to the left than anybody possibly could have done on the right. Oh, the whole Russia collusion yeah, thing? Yeah, and you built it up yeah. that there was going to be such a giant reveal this person, this woman, I don't even remember, she used to have a show on MSNBC, she said, the story as it is, is pretty amazing and would be very damaging if you hadn't built it up to be so much more. Mm. You promised this giant, he's working with the Russians, he's going to be arrested, BS, and anything short of that seems like nothing. Adam Schiff, with his with the, with the willing uh, crony, I've seen the evidence, the classified evidence. It is irrefutable. I'm not saying I buy that, but I thought that was interesting that MS, MSNBC host, former host, said that they went so far. She said that Rachel Maddow and others got so sucked into their bubble of everybody believing this and then just the fever continuing. Do you know the New York Times does not allow reporters on Rachel Maddow's show? Oh, really? Because they feel like it's a bad look for them. Huh. Because she has gone down a couple of different avenues that are just way out there. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Is She is, I mean, her, she, she suffered a devastating drop in ratings, I know, after the Mueller report came out. I don't know if that's continued because, you know, in, in uh, radio, TV, we're not supposed to talk about this much, but it can be fairly volatile. And so, you know, you take a snapshot of a single moment, you could claim, oh, they're way up or they're way down, and then uh, two weeks later, it all sure. evens out, but... I wonder if that damage has continued. I mean, because, I mean, that, that that was the Wizard of Oz style stuff that, that turns out it's not a wizard of, at all. It's a, you know, a tattered little man behind the curtain. They're, they're inflated claims of what they're going to disclose are just made to look ridiculous. But she, we shall see. The true believers probably truly believe still. Uh, the, the line for the New York Times was a Rachel Maddow had on this guy who claims that Trump has been a Russian ass since the 1980s, and he has proof of it, and she had him on multiple times and took him completely seriously, and that was mm. too much for the New York Times. Mm. Kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, listen, we have a great deal more to come. We're going to end the week uh, strong. I mean, oh, the, the we've saved the best talk radio material for this hour, as far as you know. So stay with us. Right now, including this headline, Indiana, uh, Indiana woman steals dentures and wears them to meet probation officer. Stay with us. <laughs> right now. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I had to think about it for a I second. I just love Indiana. Uh, thanks, Hillary. It was such a, such a tough call. I mean, on one hand, I'm committing another crime. Right. Which could I, seem like admitting, a, more or less. Which could seem like a bad crime. idea as I had to meet my probation officer. But on the other hand... First impressions or they're just, you know, walking you don't want the to door. Show up toothless. <laughs> yeah. So more on that to come. Uh, right now, let's take a fun look back at the week that was. I look forward to this every week. Honest to goodness. It's Cow Clips of the Week. And I think in this generation, we need a, a deeper level of emotional and psychological rebonding. It's very clear that those, uh, that ship was in Omani waters. This is an illegal and hostile act. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Well, I look at you this morning and I ask myself, do you look daunted? Do you feel daunted? I don't think I don't think you look remotely daunted. 
DMV is the retail face of government. We can never repay all that the 9-11 community has done for our country. This is real. They're teaming up with the vineyard to make a box that is half Cheez-Its and half wine. Given my role as a prosecutor, there are reasons why my testimony, testimony will necessarily be limited. Yes, no, correct, true, no, correct, thank you. Perpetuated injustice. I take your, I take your question. Gentlemen's time has expired. The witness may answer the question. I take your question. You put it in a paper sack, lit it on fire, dropped it on our porch, rang the doorbell, and ran. The Democrats had nothing, and now they have less than nothing. In your investigation, did you think that this was a single attempt by the Russians to get involved in our election, or did you find evidence to suggest they'll try to do this again? No, it wasn't a single attempt. Uh, They're doing it as we sit here. I have these notes, but I got to say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! Yeah, that's uh, How is that not already in the show introduction? Right. (laughs) Right. Best clip ever. Got to be part of that. Man, that bee is fired up. Are you? Let's get fired up. So you stole some teeth to go meet your probation officer. There might be a good reason for that. I've got this 11 things people decide within seconds of meeting you. Hmm. Does that person have any teeth? It's number <laughs> Are four. those teeth theirs? A Jennings County, Indiana woman, one Joanne Childers, is accused of stealing another woman's dentures. <clears throat> the Whilst, victim told the sheriff's office, yeah, it was Joanne Childers stole my teeth. Were, were, while they were in her mouth or like off of a, off of a nightstand? There's a big difference. If you take my teeth clear out of my mouth. The Well, that's robbery as opposed to burglary. Um, It's not clear to me, Jack. It's also from- spitty as opposed to dry. <laughs> Uh, it's not clear to me exactly how the crime was committed, but the victim w- directed sheriff's officers to Ms. Childers or Childers. So uh, apparently, you know, observed the crime or, or suspected uh, Ms. Childers. The same morning, Childers showed up to meet with her probation officer. And according to the Jennings County Sheriff's Office, quote, had worn teeth that were clearly not hers. <laughs> Oh, boy. How bad would it have to be? Those are clearly not your teeth. Sticking out in various directions or like emerging past your lips. Or I've, something. Been, I've never met anybody and thought, those are clearly not the, that person's teeth. Whose teeth are those? In your mouth. <laughs> On Wednesday morning, deputies went to Childers' house and found the dentures in plain view. The dentures also had the victim's name on them, according to investigators. They're always good to jot your name on your teeth. Something tells me old Joanne has spent a, a fair amount of time in the care of the state and uh, and knows the police on a first-name basis. That's eh, just great. And I hope she's getting my tax money because the only reason she doesn't have a successful, affluent life is that because the system has kept her down. So great. So back to the first impressions. People determine how smart they think you are after the first meeting of you. And that has a tendency to stick until you can change it either upward or downward. So that's a little troubling. And even if you do change it upward or downward, you're still kind of tethered to that starting sure. point to where, yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. uh, I, I try when I meet new people to be visibly drooling because <laughs> that way they, they underestimate me and I can get over on them. Mm. Who's drooling now? 
What's interesting is, you know, I, I, I'm speaking for myself. I'm in a different mood when I meet people. Sometimes I'm in a more outgoing, talkative mood, and sometimes I'm in less of that. Um, so, Feeling a tad more misanthropic. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I wonder if I've had occasions where people walk around, oh, that's a sharp guy. People walk around, how does, how does he feed himself? Is he even gifted with the power of speech? <laughs> he just grumbles. <laughs> um, I want to hear more of these. This is very important. You might meet that special someone over the weekend. You know, we should take a break, and then we'll come back with more of the things determined about people right in the first few seconds in some cases. Like, it takes just three seconds for someone to determine whether they like you and want to do business with you. Three seconds. Probably not, and probably shouldn't. That's the answer to that. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. The contractor's choice for 40 years, now yours too. British Parliament stuff we haven't listened to, though. I'd, I'd actually kind of like to hear because there's a lot of yelling and shouting and whatnot. Oh, it's so good. It is. We have four minutes of it. That seems like an awful oh, lot. Oh, I wish we had six. Oh, really? <laughs> I love that. You want to listen to a little of that? Oh, or? well, it's got the order guy yet. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the right honorable gentleman asks about trust and who can, who can you, who can you trust to, to run? Uh, the, how can I, how on earth? And he asks about Iran. Uh, yeah. Mr. Speaker. Uh, a gentleman, uh, a right gentleman who has been paid by press TV. Uh, who, who, uh, who repeatedly sides with the mullahs of Tehran rather than our friends in the United States over what is happening in the Persian Gulf. How incredible! But we should even think of entrusting that gentleman uh, with the stewardship of, the, of this country's security. Uh, but worse than that, by far, Mr. Speaker, this is a right honourable gentleman who is set on an economic policy together, together with the, the, the shadow law, the shadow chancellor who was sacked by Ken Livingstone for being too left wing. Okay, so, oh, that so, was a good one, I think. So, that, <laughs> so that's Boris Johnson. <laughs> And the Benny Hill music starts every time. Um, so that's, that's Bojo, Boris Johnson. And, um, and that's the way they do it there. When you're, when you're the leader and you stand up, you do the give and take. You know who would be great at that? It's freaking Donald Trump. Yeah. He'd, be, he'd be better at, in that setting than a lot of people. He would love that setting. Yeah. Do you have that <laughs> other clip that had the order, order guy? Yeah, that was coming. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, budget. He would raise. Uh, he would raise taxes on inheritance, Mr. Speaker. He would raise taxes on pensions. He would. I'm, I am answering. I'm telling you, Mr. Order, 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 order. Mr. Lavery, you're another overexcitable denizen of the house. Calm yourself. It would be therapeutic for you to do so. There's far too much noise on both sides of the house, and I fear that the noise on the front bench is proving contagious, and I note certain backbenchers who are becoming overexcitable, and they must restrain themselves. And I know the Prime Minister will, of course, be both passionate and restrained. The Prime Minister... With an effort that I can master my feelings here, Mr. Speaker, because the right honourable gentleman will not only put up taxes on inheritance and pensions and corporations, he would put up taxes, he would put up taxes on income to 50p in the bar. 
So, all, all entertainment value aside, do we think that's better or worse than the way we do it? It's amazing that uh, as the oldest democracy, we've got this, and, and nearly as old a democracy, they've got that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, it's so different. Yeah, and just the the whole the party system of a parliamentary form of government where you have multiple parties and they form coalitions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's really really different. Well, there's there's that, but just just the um the you know, open airing the of... culture. Yeah, the the openly. I mean, one person yelled out at Barack Obama, "You lie," and that was just an earthquake, and right. it's only happened once in my lifetime. Yeah, we must have decorum and gentlemanliness yes, in the United States. Would it be better or worse if, when Trump said uh, something about the border and all the Democrats, like, "Oh, come on," you know that sort of stuff? <laughs> Putting entertainment aside, I don't know. Leaving entertainment in, <laughs> I love it. I'm yeah. fascinated by the the continuing oh the honorable gentlemen the the, the names that they elevate yeah. and then before they undermine the points and right like, exactly oh, it's beautiful he really must learn to calm himself it would be therapeutic if he did <laughs> I suppose the difficulty is in it not just becoming cacophony with nobody ever hearing anything and nothing yes. ever getting said well, that's what the yeah, order guy is for but order order why was he going all Max Headroom there <laughs> all disco remix that was very odd uh yeah but then you know they were tired of meeting rooms and committee rooms and hash this stuff out and a lot of that's just a show for the voters and you know it's it's the quiet stuff that really you know the gears of government move make the gears of government move but i I find it entertaining as hell but man you got to have a sharp wit you got to be quick on your feet to be uh you know do what bojo's doing right and we and we've always said uh, you know it, it's probably not good that we turn it into a glib contest a zinger contest a who who can come up with a great line on their feet in front of the tv cameras since that's not what the job is no better to be quietly earnest and moral than glib well and you make decisions usually with some time to think about it deliberating with smart people that's right. what your job mostly is so. right being glib on your feet. So it seems like their system really, even more than ours, um, uh, benefits people who are glib. Yes. See, or, well, just judging from that, although, honestly, and I, I know just enough to be dangerous about Britain, Britain's parliament and the way it functions, that I, I think that's just, that is one particular... i sat in those chairs and yelled that stuff. No! Order, Mr. Armstrong, order. You got to do it if you're taking the tour. Oh, yeah. If you don't, you're a fool. <laughs> but I, that's that's a specific, what do they call that? That little festival right there that we just heard? That's not like what it is all the time. That's just one thing they do. I um, suppose you'd do that more if you're good at it and not as much if you're bad at it. Unless it's always an hour on Mondays or so. I don't even know. But... Uh, I was reading recently about the advantages and disadvantages of parliamentary systems, and it's kind of it seemed to me that the one is about the same as the other. They both have pretty significant advantages, but then disadvantages as well. So sure, and we've got a constitution that's kind of difficult to change. So uh, we're stuck with what we got. <laughs> you could see, I could see the advantage of you know if people get sick of a, a guy, you can or a woman, you can toss him out right then. You don't have to wait. Your four years. Hold a snap election. If he on, loses the support of his party. On the other hand, there's an, there's an advantage to knowing this person's here for this long. Might as well figure out how to deal with this instead of right. just 
constantly working to, to, to get him booted out. Yeah, yeah. Because he'd be in constant impeachment mode. <laughs> yeah. Although, you know, that hasn't really happened in recent history. Most PMs have hung on for a significant length of time. I wonder if there were eras of that early on, and they, it just kind of settled over time. Had mm-hmm. like a new PM every two weeks. Right. And decide, yeah. well, this is not doing us any good. Why am I saying PM and not prime minister? I don't know. Just you, to you try to seem cool. You think you're better than us. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> With so. your acronyms. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, um, it takes just three seconds for someone to determine whether they like you and want to do business with you. They also judge your socioeconomic status immediately by looking at you. Your uh, your dress has a lot to do with it. Perhaps your haircut and jewelry. I'm not wearing a dress. I saw someone mock the uh, Steve Ballmer when he was doing his his little hype speech for the Clippers, saying you're worth a billion dollars. Why do you still have buttons on your collar? Yeah, I'm not good at this one, uh, uh, revealing my socioeconomic status by the way I dress, because I, I look like a homeless person most of the time. <laughs> it's, um, it's charming. They determine how strong you are based on your facial structure, or how aggressive you are based on your facial structure. I'm usually growling. <laughs> you can't control your structure, whether you're square-headed or round-headed right. or whatever. Uh, more on that coming up. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Now, Pelosi meets with AOC. Did they bury the hatchet? Vaping giant jewels. Each other's heads. Jewel accused of targeting children for its products and forget launches. Now we may be able to sail into space. Sail into space. Okay. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Trying to decide whether I want to start uh, weeding out some of the texters. Hmm. Blocking them. Cleansing the line. Do not hesitate. Yeah. Do not hesitate? I well, I don't, they're, they're, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, maybe there ought to be a committee. Because sometimes we get emails from, like, long-time good emailers that say you blocked them on the text line and... Maybe it's because it's difficult to measure and or perceive sarcasm correctly on the text line. Sometimes it's supposed to be wry and it comes off as vicious. Well, the problem is, um, unlike emails, like we're doing text kind of in real time, so I kind of got to go through them really sure. fast, and, yeah. and it just gets too clogged up with too many, yeah. and so we miss good ones. And if there's like three, four, either just mean, hateful things in a row, I just think, okay, oh, yeah, we just don't need that. And that impacts the ability to find the good yeah, ones. Yeah. I'm 100% That's the problem. with that. 100%. It's, it's not the problem that they exist. Right. So you're fine it's, with somebody complaining about something. The, it's the spamming of it. Yeah. 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 I or mean, if, if it's something we would just never use. Well, right. you, you, some people, we get texts like this. There are some people that, that spend their morning for whatever reason. Well, that sucked. That was stupid, too. Yeah. There's a guy who texts every single day, last segment. Thank God this blanking thing is over. Thank you, know? you for listening, sir. <laughs> but just <laughs> that's so odd. And it, it, it doesn't bother me other than that it mucks up the works. I can't read 500 right. texts. I can read 100 texts. Right. So if I get rid of... Anyway. Well, here's a shocking and unprecedented uh, revelation. The text line exists for us to make the show more entertaining. And if it doesn't serve that purpose, well, then bingo, bango, you're bongo. <laughs> 
And that's the official stance yes. of A&G. Indeed. Wow. Right. Uh, news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi is playing down reports of any kind of rift with New York Democrat Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Of course she is. She had a private meeting with a freshman Democrat this morning and was asked during her presser if the two buried the hatchet. Pelosi responding. I, I would never even say that it was a hatchet. But I do think that we, we sat down today, we had a, a good meeting, and uh, the Congresswoman is a very gracious member of Congress. So we, we had a very um, positive conversation about our districts and how we represent them, our country, and how we need to meet the needs. She implied you're a racist. You said she's got like, I don't know, a Twitter account or something? Four votes. <laughs> right. Four votes. <laughs> Yeah. With her green dream or something. Right. <laughs> and now you're uh, snarling through your smiles at each other. Yeah. How delightful. And on another matter, Pelosi claims she is not trying to run out the clock on impeachment. We won't proceed when we have what we need to proceed. Not one day sooner. And everybody has the liberty and the luxury to espouse their own position and to criticize me for trying to go down the path in the most determined, positive way. You know, she, I, wow. I value our team. We have a great team, the A&G team. And I love all of you like a father loves his neighbor's sons. (laughs) (laughs) But this this is a great example of where a woman's perspective would be so useful. Nancy and AOC... Snarling through their smiles, the words they choose to describe the meeting, a woman would be so much more in tune to the the chemistry behind those words. You know what I mean? Sure. What those words really mean. Well, you know what came out of Wednesday, which is kind of interesting? People thought that it would kind of like sway it one way or another. Almost everybody is in the same position, but more so. The Democrats who are leaning impeachment are now certain impeachment needs to happen. And those who are thinking this is a political disaster are certain it's a political disaster. Right. They just got more certain in what they've already believed. Legislators are claiming that Jewel has been targeting children. The in- singer? No. <laughs> no. The vaping uh, products uh, manufacturer. J-U-U-L. Correct. Yes. Okay. Correct. Jewel. Not the snaggled tooth 90s singer? It was, no. Yeah, it was just one. Who's going to say yave your soul? Jewel has been targeting children and teens in efforts to sell more vaping devices. There was a, actually a House subcommittee hearing yesterday on this. Lawmakers said the e-cigarette company paid schools $10,000 so they could come in and talk to the students. Jewel also reportedly paid a charter school $134 uh, $135. $134,000 to come advertise order, their product to my kids? This was in order to set up a summer camp. This was with the charter school, a $10,000. A vaping summer camp. <laughs> wow. Yes. Sounds great. First so. uh, first get-together at 8 o'clock, vaping. Then at 9, vaping. We'll, we'll have, have lunch in which we're going to vape. We're, we're going to break so this. you can recharge your vapes. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go, uh, this morning we're going to vape in canoes, and then we'll vape on the archery range right after lunch. And, of course, this evening, always popular, we'll vape and listen to ghost stories around the campfire. <laughs> this morning, CNN did this story, and they had video of a cat using one of the devices. Yes. And they also had a toddler using one of the devices. Oh, yes. What about the threat to our nation's felines? Toddlers and cats are vaping now. Yes. (laughs) 
Meanwhile, photos transmitted from the Planetary Society's Light Sail 2 spacecraft orbiting Earth confirm it has successfully deployed its solar sail. The spacecraft was launched uh, from Florida last month, and uh, the images show a large part of the sail with much of Mexico and Baja, California on the Earth below. The sail is formed by sheets of extremely thin reflective mylar. It forms a square about the size of a boxing ring, and the project is an experiment to see if the momentum of photons hitting the sail will accelerate the craft sufficiently to raise its orbit. If this works, sails may be used to put small satellites into orbit. Photon. I had a hunch yes. we were underutilizing photon momentum. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they're sending back the pictures now, and the sail's been deployed, so they'll see if they can actually use this. And you mentioned this earlier, but I do want to update you. The petition to move Halloween is nearing its goal of 75,000 signatures, at which point it will be sent on to President Trump. Finally, Justice. Putting it the day before Christmas, right? Is that the plan? (laughs) No, they're going to move it to the last Saturday in October. Ah, so it'll always be Saturday. Yes. Yes. You know, I'm in favor of this. I'm more in favor of moving the Super Bowl to Saturday. Ooh. Uh, That would really, really be helpful, especially for folks in the Eastern Time Zone. I mean, it's, it's terrible. You're hammered. You're up till midnight. Then right. you got to go to work. Oh, it's terrible. Well, the, the nation loses, Jack, $170 trillion in productivity yeah. every Monday after the Super Bowl. Halloween is two things. It's kids in costumes right. getting candy, and then it's women dressing slutty for for older people. <laughs> um, and parties and drinking. Um, and both of those would be better on a Saturday. Sure. The, the, the weeknight... Halloween, which obviously statistically is most of the time, right. really is disruptive that day. <clears throat> and looking ahead, Halloween falls on a Thursday this year. Plan accordingly. Mm. That's your I news. mean, it's not a big deal, but right. it, since it's a made-up holiday, why not have it on a Saturday? On the other hand, this is the opposite. The town I used to live in had their fireworks display on the Saturday before the 4th of July. And on some days, the 4th of July was like the following, or some weeks, or years rather, the 4th of July was like the following Friday. It was as far away as it could be. And so you'd be having, uh, uh, in fact, I think it was this year, fireworks were like on the 28th of June. And that, that ought to be outlawed. The, they, we are, the, the Constitution needs to be amended. <laughs> July the freaking 4th. You have the fireworks, and you, you will stay up and you watch them. Well, it's a federal but holiday. Then a holiday till noon the next day. Because, uh, you know, it does occur to me, if you have little kids, that's rough. Because it doesn't get dark, you know, till quite late in right, the evening. Right, oh, yeah. time of that's always the latest my kids stay up is a 4th of July night. Yeah, but uh, fireworks in June, uh, it's an insult to the Founding Fathers. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Giddy Show, the conscience of the nation. And then who gets to decide what day Halloween is on? I mean, how does that... What is, what is that? Uh, what, I, I'm not the sure. last Saturday of the month. But yeah. with the president... Who gets sign, to say that? Yeah. Does the president sign an executive order? Or is it a constitutional I'll, amendment? Does anybody if have they to get pay the 75,000 signatures, the petition gets sent to President Trump. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it. I yeah. don't want to get hung up on technicalities. Right. If they need a spokesperson to step in front of a what mic are, and announce it. What about right. this? What if we all just decided, let's start doing it that way? Who could stop us? I mean, if the whole country just rose up and said, we're doing Halloween the last Saturday of October, 
You all can put it on right. your calendars at a different day if you want, but I mean, nobody could stop you, right? Is it, You'll get some weird looks if you're the first guy in a skeleton costume right. out, at, out and about on the town. <laughs> right. No one else is. Yeah. You're an innovator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's a funny question. It's yeah. not a th- Halloween is just well. It's what is it? Candy and sluttiness. Well, that I know. Uh, there are no laws. Or no, laws. <laughs> it's just I don't know. Make it the fourth Sunday in June if you want. I don't know. <laughs> Too hot then. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, deal with, be dealing with all the better for sluttiness. Weather, yeah. <laughs> Often it's yeah. too chilly in October. Actually, the the too hot would be a benefit to the slutty outfits, right? But but it would eliminate a lot of the other outfits right. the kids want to wear. Yeah, It'd be too hot. Enough. Although yeah. you and I, I know, both had this experience as little kids growing up in the Upper Midwest, where you had to have your big ass parka on <laughs> over your Halloween costume, and so because you were, it's four degrees. Well, yeah. right, exactly. It, it, some October thirty firsts were so bitterly cold, and so you would be a little kid in a parka. And apparently some sort of festive pants that you could barely see <laughs> under your giant winter coat. And maybe you'd briefly throw on your mask as you approach the door, but you couldn't keep it on for long because the, the steam from your breath would turn it into just a quagmire of spit. And it would just be this dripping yes. wet thing. You're already freezing cold, so you'd take it off again. you get back to your parents' car as fast as you could. Casper the friendly ghost mask. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, should we finish strong this hour? Let's finish this hour strong. Mm-hmm. It's not limp out of here. Uh, right. Hate to have that taste in your mouth all weekend long. That'd, huh? be, the, that'd be rough. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So it's Mick Jagger's birthday. He's a singer from a musical group that I under, uh, understand is popular. This might be my favorite Rolling Stones tune. It's on my top ten of all time, all songs. It's no start me up. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Brown sugar, huh? <laughs> Loving Cup, the name of the tune from the Epoca Exile on Main Street album. So I'm constantly amazed at how big video gaming is because I'm not into it and uh, my kids are getting into it. So they're having a Fortnite World Cup that kicks off today. Uh, spending a hundred million dollars on Fortnite esports. Is that the number? It's got a prize pool of $30 million. $30 million for the prizes, which is a lot. And uh, they're selling out a big stadium. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium, where the U.S. Open oh, is held. I'll be danged. So it's like a big sport. In uh, Flushing, Twice Meadows, New York. So, <laughs> so many thousands will be there in person, and millions more will be watching. So online gaming is a big deal. They've got this. Two-thirds of online U.S. gamers experience severe harassment, new study says. Two-thirds of online gamers have experienced harassment while playing. We're talking about... Uh, <laughs> Uh, targeted for the race, religion, gender, sexual orientation, or ethnicity. I asked Sean, so does it, since he does online gaming, does this happen? And he said, Absolutely. I'm, I'm kind of shocked it's that low. I think saying that people are targeted for it is probably a little misleading because most of these things and why it happens is because these games are often free and anonymous. It doesn't take anything to make an account. How would you even know somebody was Jewish or 
right. transgender but, but, or whatever it is. But I fully believe that they are calling people things that could, if you happen to be that, it would, it would, you know, the the, the most unfriendly things you can imagine. There aren't. Sure. So you're sitting there, you're sitting there with headphones on or whatever, and uh, uh, mostly uh, chat based, the uh, text okay. based chat. Very but few somebody games. you don't know, you're hearing their voice, and they and they can say anything. Oh, they're just typing to you. Oh, you, typing. You, you read it in. Okay. You read it in the chat. Um, but yeah, so say uh, there's a game where we're on the same team. I I make a bad play. It costs us the game or whatever. This person takes the game way too seriously. All he's telling me to kill myself or you you effing f and you. Oh really? You, yeah yeah. Um, so wow. that's that's probably the most common uh, app- application of it of somebody using those things to to hurt the feelings of somebody who cost them a video game. I don't know at, at what age and how enthusiastic I am about getting my son into that. Ooh, I'm sure he boy. will at some point, but uh, it's, it's specifically the online games where you're playing with other players. Uh, a lot of the ga- I would not advise having young kids do the the online gaming stuff, but I think there are there is benefit to the the solo player modes on your various consoles. Boy, the whole the, the, this is maybe the most amazing thing we've learned out of social media. Is that when people have the benefit of anonymity, they are animals. Yeah. Just animals. Vicious. Uh, utter lack of morality, utter lack of awareness or caring about doing damage to other people. You know, which should be a which should be a boost for conservatism. You would think. And that this is what human nature is. I've at its heard, rawest. I've heard that discussion in the context of the the uh, uh, splashings, hosings, and occasionally assault with buckets of police officers in New York City, that it becomes obvious in a hell of a big hurry, and this is true in warfare too, that civilization is a fragile construct. It falls apart in a hurry, and it falls apart completely. Well, and it rarely existed throughout history. That's the point of Jonah Goldberg's book. This is a blip in time where we've been able to order countries and societies where we aren't just killing each other constantly. Right, and there are so many cases of people behaving in ways that they couldn't even comprehend afterward during you know, times of war, for instance, when uh, the government was removed, there was no law enforcement, and people reverted to savages. And, and afterward, you'd ask them about that as now re-civilized people, and they say, it's like it happened to somebody else. I don't know why I did that. I can't imagine doing that now, and... I, I just think we, especially in the West, are way, way, way too, uh, we, we way too easily take for granted the civilization that we've built. We think this is the natural state of man. It right. is not. Absolutely not. Final thoughts with Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Never before have so few done so little for no one in particular. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody, eh? Hey, what? To wrap it up, it's Michelangelo in the control room. Press the buttons, Michael. I want to check out that Tom Hanks, uh, Mr. Rogers movie, and I'm going to dress the part. I'm going to wear the sweater. I'm going to wear the uh, tennis shoes and um, dark sunglasses because I'll probably cry. <laughs> Do not confuse the new Quentin Tarantino movie with the new Mr. Rogers movie. Very different movies. <laughs> Completely different motion pictures. Make sure you enter the right theater. Positive, Sean, your final thought? Yes, uh, the aforementioned Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the new Quentin Tarantino movie. One of my favorite things about it was how big uh, a role radio played in kind of the background noise. Of it. They even grabbed real drops from back in the day, air checks uh, like this one. I have a dream of a huge, luscious, creamy root beer float. Well, if you haven't tried one with Mug Root Beer, start drooling now. Mug, old old-fashioned root beer in the new Twist Top Bottle. Now full of jitterbugs from Pico Rivera, baby, and we'll cut one loose one. Yeah, I just, they, yeah. that's sprinkled throughout the whole movie. I yes. love that sort of stuff. That's nice. when radio meant something. Yeah. 
Marshall Phillips, your final thought. That sounded like Humble Harb, by the way. Humble Harb on uh, KHJ. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're going to have highs in the hundreds over the weekend where I live. It's going to be time for the swim trunks and running through the sprinklers yet again. It worked last time. <laughs> You're going to run through the sprinklers yes. and swim trunks. Yes. Somebody has got to post that. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share? <laughs> I'm still amused by Marshall's final thought. You gotta get somebody to, to whip out their right, iPhone. See what we can do. Post a little Marshall Phillips skipping through the sprinklers on a hot day <laughs> in his swimming trunks, which I assume are like the striped ones that go down your ankles and your wrists. The, the, the male one piece. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, Jack, thanks to alert listener David, I actually have the uh, pool rules from your city where you live. Mm. I noticed the last rule for the pool is no t shirts allowed. Oh, I got busted for, is that t-shirt more than 80% cotton one time? The second rule for diving on the diving boards is no t-shirts allowed. The water slide rules include no t-shirts. Is there some sort of rash of unwarranted t-shirt wearing? I have no idea. I got whistled and they... people choking on them? I got whistled and they checked my tag to see what percentage cotton was the shirt I was Are they bursting into flame? I, I don't know. See you Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this little cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Other time. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.